Five on five in five. It is Tuesday, October the 17th. Fletcher is out, so it is just Kelly and I today. Hope you enjoy the voices you hear. On a Tuesday. Yeah, you don't have a choice. Sorry. (laughs) We mean that with love and hope that you enjoy, you know, we might not be your favorite voices to listen to. I don't have one of those awesome, like, audio book voices. I definitely don't. But I'm here. We're going to make it work. ASMR. (laughs) You just whisper the whole podcast. You scratch the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and people make a lot of money doing that, but that's the size of the point. Good for them. It's not us. <laughs> Let's talk about the forecast. As we get through uh, cooler, we agreed on the term cooler. Um, it was a fight this morning. Tuesday Almost. morning. Yes, there was, an, there was an inner WLWT battle about the word cold and what constitutes as cold. So uh, we understand this, this, is, this might be the threshold for some of you. Um, today, we will reach 60 maybe no rain which is great that at least eliminates that like wet cold factor Mm, because that's gross um and then overnight the cloud cover that's kind of lingered and made us all remember why fall can be a little rough as we get into winter winter starts to clear but with that the temperatures overnight drop pretty low so we'll get into the 40s but then tomorrow That cloud cover clearing allows the sun to shine high almost to the 70s, or just 70 rather, uh, which is really nice. Good midweek warm-up sunshine. We all need that, I think, to carry us through. Those sunny days as we get into this season are vital. So uh, that'll get us through the next couple days, and then the temperatures drop again as we hit the back end of the week. But we will cross that bridge when we come to it. (laughs) Yes, we will. So enjoy tomorrow and then we'll get into uh, the weekend later. So let's get to our headlines. Got a lot of them per usual. The clock has started for five on five in five, five stories on channel five in five minutes, our first story. And it's probably going to continue to be our top story for the foreseeable future until we get some kind of movement. And that's the Israel Hamas war. President Biden is going to Israel. He's set to arrive there tomorrow on Wednesday. But right now, the number of Americans is killed so far has grown to 30 and at least 15 still missing more than 1400 people have died in israel 2800 in gaza israel is getting ready with tanks and planes on the border of gaza still urging people to move from the northern part of gaza to the south a million people more than uh, nearly half of them being children as well so it's just not a great situation but aid is heading that direction hopefully it can get to the right people right it's staging it's ready for when they can get people out of there i think the big conversation now is how to get people out safely and how long israel is willing to hold off on those ground attacks um as you mentioned the president of the united states preparing for a visit there tomorrow that could be a major factor in kind of this hold that it seems to be right now now there are also 200 hostages um, that's an estimated number still being held um, in by Hamas so that is a very large factor in this as well yeah. of, and you I know, think uh, I know NBC News just aired a hostage video that Hamas aired a young girl ugh. who was in front of a camera so it was just chilling stuff to watch yeah it, that, social media you know it's it's very we live in an interesting time we talked about this when the ukraine war started uh with russia it's uh we're in such a weird time where we can see these things happening and there's unedited video and it's out there and it's a hard place to to be you know you need to be aware of what's going on in the world but also remember you're allowed to take steps back uh if those things get hard to watch now if you want to help we know a lot of people want to uh, matthew 25 ministries taking donations as well as crossroads has made a donation already um, through Convoy of Hope. Again, they're just getting things prepared to help when they can help. 
So hopefully that aid will get to the people that need it because it is a lot of people. As Kelly was mentioning, we've seen pictures and videos of a lot of people in need trying to get to safety. All right, our next story is UAW Sharonville layoffs. The Sharonville plant, 300 people were laid off because 8,000 people went on strike down at the Louisville factory, Ford factory. So parts made in Sharonville can't go to Louisville and vice versa. It, it, nothing's working right now. So a bunch of people got laid off. More could come or more could go on strike. Uh, Todd Turner, the UAW local 863 president, said, quoting him, we gave up cost of living, we gave up wages, we gave up holidays, we gave up that they're just now starting to get this stuff back. We thought it was temporary to help the company, and it turned into a permanent one. So in total, more than 25,000 workers across the country have been striking for over a month in 20 states. We'll see what happens next in Sharonville and see if more people are laid off or if they just go on a full strike when they're asked to by the national UAW. Next up, Butler County, a, they had a big drug bust there, and uh, Sheriff Richard Jones up there um, uh, made it known that uh, he's asking for more help from the state. Absolutely. So two men were stopped during a routine traffic stop over the weekend. They had a fentanyl bust that had cartel connections worth an estimated half a million dollars. So those two people facing drug charges as well as trafficking and possession, um, they're currently under an immigration hold so ice detained both of them and investigators say they were just pulled over they started acting nervous giving conflicting stories the canine discovered the fentanyl in vacuum sealed bags and um sheriff jones saying these are only a fraction of what's moving across the state's highways so again he's asking for more help from governor mike dewine i don't believe there's been a response to that just yet um always good to see this stuff off the streets uh so that's a step in the right direction we will of course update you if we find out what is next for for the two people who were arrested. Yes. Up next, RFK Jr., Robert F. Kennedy Jr., he is here in town, he, depending on when you listen to this podcast, but he's running as an independent now. He was running as a Democrat first, but he decided to go the independent route, and he is going to uh, let the people know who come to hear him speak today what his platform will be. Uh, he is going to be up in the Westchester area at the Marriott Cincinnati North on Mulhauser around 1130 this morning. Um, so he has filed as a third-party candidate for the 2024 presidential election if you choose to go hear what he has to say. Also, on WLWT, NBC News is going to host the third GOP debate. That'll happen on November 8th at 8 p.m. in Miami, so just a day after our election day here. You can tune into that here on WLWT. President Trump has already said that he's going to skip this one just like he skipped the first two as well. As far as who will be on stage, the GOP um, has not announced who has made the qualifications to be on stage for the third debate. You'll already be in the mindset because you'll voted or mm -hmm. be following the elections from our local elections. So you'll be in that mindset. Yes. You'll hope you would have been done. But no, you've turned to 2024, <laughs> not less than 24 hours later. <laughs> All right. Our final story. It is an antler alert, Kelly. This one stopped me this morning. Not not in my car, no, but no, no, that's no, no. what they that. are warning about. Uh, so, yes, we're talking about deer on the move. So uh, temperatures dropping. It's darker earlier. The Kentucky transportation officials are issuing an antler alert for drivers. If you live anywhere within this area, Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, Pennsylvania, all of the West Virginia, you just <laughs> let's name them all. You know to be mindful of this, but sometimes it is good to hear the reminder. So about half of all deer related crashes happen during these last few months of the year. 
No one wants to end the year this way. Last year, more than 3,000 highway crashes involved deer. Those were reported to police. So before you head out, officials just reminding, slow down immediately when you see a deer crossing the road. Don't swerve to avoid deer because, you know, especially if you're on the highway, there's yeah. probably somebody nearby. Always wear a seatbelt. Eliminate distractions. Keep an eye out for deer at dusk and dawn. And as we mentioned on our morning show this morning, if you see one, there's more. Yes. If there's one, there's two. If there's two, there's three. Yep. I know where the herd or pack or whatever a group of deer is called near my house is. Yep. And when I'm driving past them at 3 a.m., I see one. And then his buddies, her buddies are just around there. So All around. my time. It, it, you know, it's one of those things. It's not a rite of passage. We don't want it to be a rite of passage to have a deer, you know, hit your car, you hit the deer, whatever. Because sometimes they do run into cars. Yeah. Um, just try to take all the precautions. Phone down. Extra mindful at dusk and dawn just because they do tend to dart out around that time. Yeah. And you only wish they would actually cross at the deer crossing signs. That would be that's not how it so works. nice. That would be works. so nice. <laughs> they had a little dedicated path. Hey, right here. Right. All right, that's five on five in five for this Tuesday. That's Kelly. I'm Stephen. We'll see you tomorrow on your Wednesday.